So we spent this past weekend with lots of my extended family. Uh-huh. And Jordan, I think as you well know, is good with the children. Yes. Just all the children. Mm-hmm. And these were like cousins' children who we hadn't seen in years. Mm-hmm. Some of them we had never seen, period. Uh-huh. And <laughs> two of them were five years old. So they're both like second cousins or whatever cousins' children are to each other. Yep. Uh, yep. Second cousins. <laughs> so, so they came up to Jordan and just fell back in love with him like immediately. Oh. And kept asking him about um, the movie night they were going to have in their hotel room. and But it was like a little frat boy like inviting <laughs> people. Like, room 120, and um, there will be snacks. <laughs> and then he was, like, announcing it. It's, like, in the lobby of this, like, state park resort He's place. like a club promoter. Yes. Yeah. Mommy, what room again? 120. That's 120, everybody. Like, it was adorable. And so Jordan went, because he's better than any other grown-up I know, no other grown-up went to the party, but Jordan did and wound up watching most of Pete's Dragon. Good. With the entire group of children. Oh, God, the children are still watching Pete's Dragon. Oh, I guess it's this a new one. This was the new Pete's oh, Dragon. Oh, I forgot. I but still, the old that's Pete, fine. Old Pete's Dragon is my favorite. Um, But... We get in the car like two days later to go home and I get a text from my cousin and she said her little girl was in the back seat just going, I wish Annie and Jordan were my parents. (laughs) (laughs) And Jordan and I were like, goals. Goals. We are goals. Hashtag goals. Welcome to episode 124 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jansen, and I don't want to travel again for the foreseeable future. And my name's Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Happy summer. Today's the first day of summer. Feels like I've been living it for months already. (laughs) It has rained every day. It's for the rained past every two day. Weeks. Summer in the South really started so long ago. So long ago, like March. Southerners. So Ashley, who works in the bookshop, she summer is her favorite season, mm. and I don't understand Southerners for whom summer is their favorite season. No. Do you? No. Like, I broke my rule today and wore pants. Mm-hmm. I hate wearing pants. Can't get them off in the evenings. Like, I feel like my legs expand yep. due to heat. My front door won't open right. starting on July 4th, but it's already started because of all the rain. Yep. So my front door won't open. Can't get out of my own house, which to me is a sign that I maybe shouldn't leave my house. Mm-hmm. Cuddle um, up, a book, some tea. Yeah. P- bump the air way down way and pretend down. it's fall. Mm-hmm. That's how I get through summer, by pretending it's something else. <laughs> That's kind of like how you drink coffee, too. <laughs> Yeah, just... just have uh, to modify it until it's not what it originally was. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's how I do, do things. So, uh, uh, yeah, happy summer, everybody. Super into it. <laughs> um, so, last week, two weeks ago? Two, last week, question mark? It, our recording schedules have been so erratic. So um, We had a challenge for our listeners. Yes. Sorry, I didn't know where you were going with this. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so something happened two weeks ago. Um, yes, a challenge to tell us what they liked about us and what they thought we were doing well. And uh, no surprises. <laughs> Everybody loves reading recap. Yes, we d- and love it or loathe it. I gets love a couple it or of mentions. Um, 
I do want to take this opportunity again to say literally every one of our episodes includes a, a list of book recommendations, but... Chris is begging you to listen to our other episodes. Please. Please. <laughs> but we did get some really lovely yes, comments. Yes, we did. And I personally love seeing where people are listening from. Yeah. Agreed. Um, because I think for so long I just thought, well, surely only Thomasville people listen to this. And that's not true at all. Even a little. Um, so that has been fun to like see people, I don't know, listening to us from all over the country. So we have picked a winner. Mm-hmm. And we will direct message them yep. uh, this week. But thank you, thank you for everybody who tagged us on Instagram, tagged us on Twitter, and let us know why you like listening to From the Front Porch. And if you entered this with a hashtag or a regular tag or whatever kind of tag, if you wrote our name on a building or the side of a train, um, keep an eye on your DMs and we will... Yes, please, because Maybe. Instagram just drug messages are weird. They are super weird. So if, because we probably, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, well, because we're old millennials and Instagram is not native to us. Right. I really get Facebook. I don't understand Instagram. So Instagram direct messaging, just be checking those if you entered this giveaway mm-hmm. because it is hard if we don't like have permission to direct message right. each other. Whatever. We're, we'll contact you. We, we will get in touch. We want to send you a tote bag. We're not withholding anything. <laughs> <laughs> for once, I am not withholding. Um, but we have another challenge for you. I know. I like this one. I do too. Because um, I love goals. All these goals. Hashtag goals. Again, this <laughs> Again. is the theme. It is. Um, a f- couple months ago, we asked you to write some reviews for us on iTunes and give us ratings and stuff. And we... And boy, did you. Boy, did you. We got up from, like, 50 to 100 or yeah, something Yeah, it like was that. nuts. We went from, like, 50 reviews to 100 views. It was amazing. It was super good. And what you have probably heard from listening to any podcast in general is all those reviews on iTunes help. They matter. And, hey, here's another thing. We're brand new on Stitcher, and I don't think we have any reviews on Stitcher yet. Oh, boom. So here's our goal. We want to get up from 112 reviews as of June 21st at 2.36 p.m. to 150. I think that's doable. I think it's totally doable. And our 150th reviewer will receive a prize. Yep. And let's get up to, say, 25 reviews on Stitcher. All right. I think that's good. And I think we'll have a prize for our 25th Stitcher reviewer as well. Yeah, I got prizes. Perfect. (laughs) I got prizes, We always got prizes. Um, So please, like... Write us a review. Like, the ratings are great. We really like the ratings, and they help us out a lot, too. However, we also just like hearing what you like about us. And so we're extending last week's challenge, moving it to iTunes Stitcher review sections. And please let us know. Help us out. We love you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We can't believe you listen to us. <laughs> truly cannot. Um, but the thing that people like that we do, aside from listening to us banter, because we apparently like each other, um, we are friends, and everything's <laughs> great, um, but people really like when we recommend books, which is good, because that's what we do. Yes, literally for a job, and yeah, and on this podcast, and... And, we'll, and in both of our primary jobs, yeah, too. Yeah, this is what my life has become, mm-hmm. which, by the way, not complaining. No, hashtag uh, goals. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm pretty pleased with how things have turned out turned out but yeah today we've got a pretty lengthy list for you in honor of the first day of summer we want to give you a list of books summer books that we recommend yeah and so many people and outlets do this and do it well Mm -hmm. um i know 
uh, Ann Bogle from Modern Mrs. Darcy. So many of our listeners came to us from her podcast, and she puts out a massive summer reading yeah. guide that she puts a lot of work into. So be sure to check that out. Chris will link to that in the show notes. Yep. Um, but all kinds of like magazines and um, I feel like websites put out these really great summer lists. So just consider this our version of adding that. We're just adding to the mix. Just adding our voices to the chorus, and we'll overlap some, and that's okay, because, man, think about it. If all these different outlets are recommending the same two or three books to you, those are probably pretty good books. Yeah, one thing I have learned that is mostly true in the literary world is that the hype is worth it. Yeah. That isn't always true. Hype but, is generally But I think, real. like, generally the hype is real. So hopefully if you see some of these being duplicated on other um, summer reading challenges or summer reading lists, you can know that they're really good. And I will have all of these available in our store at bookshelfthomasville.com slash shop. So you can get them from an independent bookstore if you don't have one in your town. All so right. let's start. Yeah. Yep. Um, our lovely intern, Maddie, divided these into categories for us. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you, Maddie. Um, so I'm just going to go through these categories and talk about some books in each one. Okay. Our first category is beach books. Uh, which basically I think Maddie and I decided this is the stuff you want to put in your beach bag. So in my mind, that means kind of quick reads, yeah. light, uh, books you want to take on vacation. Um, I think these could also be called plane reads, yeah. like airplane reads. Mm -hmm. um, so these are books that aren't too thick, aren't too daunting, um, and they're super fun. Um, so the first one I want to talk about uh, is recently out in paperback. It's called The Hopefuls by Jennifer Close. Yes, loved this book. Um, if you are a fan of the West Wing, political dramas, this is certainly ties in a romance because there's a husband and wife kind of at the center of this book, but they live in D.C. And they met in the Obama campaign. Yes, yeah. and so there's all kinds of, I think like a fun, probably idealistic view of politics and the political world, um, but also some realistic portions too as you watch this young couple kind of climb the ladder. And in D.C., who you work for and where you work matters deeply. And um, he kind of decides he wants to run himself. Mm -hmm. um, and so the book kind of goes from there. I think it is a super fascinating. I'm obsessed a little bit with the political realm. The, Which, the political realm of my dreams, not, yes. not the reality. <laughs> no, and I think I think we have an episode scheduled on that theme in the next couple weeks. Good. Yeah. Um, because there are so many good books about that. But The Hopefuls is just... It takes that subject matter, but it's also light enough where you can really enjoy it on vacation. And if you're going to Washington, D.C. on vacation, yeah. which Jordan and I have done before on a summer vacation, take this. Um, one of our customers is always reading based on where she's right. going to go. And the hopefuls would be perfect if you're headed to D.C. this summer. All right, next one on the list, because we got to be quick. Let's, let's say like a minute per book. Okay. Um, is Shark Club by Ann Kidd Taylor. Ann Kidd Taylor is the daughter of Sue Monk Kidd, who you'll recognize from Invention of Wings and the... Secret Life of Bees. Um, the Shark Club is super light. What I love about it is there's a literary hotel at right. the center of everything. To me, that's like the perk of the book. Um, but it's about a woman who is fascinated with sharks. And um, growing up on the coast, I too am fascinated by sharks. Chris is probably rolling his eyes at growing Not up on at the coast. All. No. Um, but growing up near the coast. Um, this is a very light, this is not literary. Um, so I think she's a very different writer from her mother. Mm -hmm. So go in with some different expectations. But if you go in with different expectations, I think you'll enjoy it. It sounds like a really cute story. Yeah, it's cute. That's what it is. Um, That's a good word. But and very a, well done. Yeah, and a great cover. Like, yeah, it it's a super good cover. It would look really pretty on your shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Which we care about. We do care about. Um, the next one is Hello Sunshine by Laura Dave. Also great cover. Great cover. Uh, she wrote 800 Grapes, which I read and thought was fine if you're headed out to Napa Valley. 
Valley or something this summer. That's another one you might want to take with you. Um, I thought it was good, but I really loved and enjoyed Hello Sunshine, which is about a YouTube star who is trying to make it big as a Food Network chef when all of her secrets come come out <laughs> and her career is kind of ruined and she has to go home. And so she, you know, goes to this small town after living in New York. And um, I love, and I'm almost ashamed to admit it, except no, I'm a grown up. Um, I really like the dumb uh, show on TV called Young and Hungry. Um, It is dumb, but I like it because it is dumb. And this book reminds me of that. Um, But it's well written. Laura Davis talented. Um, And just an enjoyable, light foodie book too. Like there's some foodie elements too. So... That one sounds fun and, and also cute in yeah. the same manner as Shark Club, probably. Yeah. Um, the last one is your your YA pick of the year, I think, so far, uh, Windfall by Jennifer Smith. Yeah, I don't read a ton of YA, as you know, but I really think Windfall holds up. And I kept reading this recommendation on Instagram and other kind of reviewers, and it's worth the hype. So if you, like me, are seeing it everywhere, it's one of those that's worth, um, <clears throat> worth all the attention it's getting. It's about a good friends these two good friends and the girl kind of loves the guy but you know doesn't want to tell him mm-hmm. and then she buys him a lottery ticket for his 18th birthday and he wins the lottery and what happens to their friendship when money large sums of money gets involved uh i finished this one in like a couple sittings which is why i think it would make a great beach book yeah um for whatever reason every time we've talked about this i have thought about the impossible fortress oh yeah a book that i read a couple months ago that is also out and I read in a single sitting. I think that would also make a very good beach book. Yeah, it would. 80s nostalgia book um, about computer programming and, and love gone wrong in a, in a heist. Uh, it's a convenience store heist. It's it's a page turner. It's yeah. very good. Um, speaking of page turners, though. Next category. That's our next category. Um, the, our first one here is Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, which was kind of an off-genre pick for you. Yeah, did you read this one? I didn't yet. Okay. You and Magley both did. Yeah, so I... I read it, I feel like we have sold it to several customers because it's one of those really great books that men and women can both really like and enjoy. Mm -hmm. I think obviously a lot of books can do that, but it's hard to sell them that way. But Dark Matter is one that I can hand sell to both men and women really easily. I describe it as um, a Harrison Ford movie come to life, like a 1990s Harrison Ford movie. So if you liked those, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the shows you watch on TBS, Mm -hmm. the movies you watch on TBS. Um, Then you will love Dark Matter. It's got a physics professor who all of a sudden kind of gets kidnapped by somebody who looks an awful lot like him. And and what happens. I think it's really fun. Um, Like you said, outside genre for me, but really enjoyable. Somebody should make a movie. Get on that. (laughs) I bet. I bet those rights are in discussion. (laughs) Um, The next one I think is, it's a backlist pick now, I think, Eligible by Curtis Sittenfeld. Yeah, I wanted to highlight this one because at our summer reading event we hosted at the store last Mm -hmm. week, um, a couple of customers mentioned things like The Royal We, which I think is great. But Eligible is one of those books that I think kind of went under the radar a little bit. So it's a retelling of Pride and Prejudice, Mm -hmm. so I think people kind of roll their eyes at that. But Curtis Sittenfeld is really talented, and this book is hilarious. I mean, there's one of the um, sisters is a crossfitter. Like, it's exactly the sister you would think would be a crossfitter (laughs) were Pride and Prejudice to be in modern times. Um, I really enjoyed this book, and apparently... I think the book is set in Ohio somewhere, and apparently, if you're from Ohio, just a lot of this rings true. Uh, So, I don't know. I just have a friend who lives out there, and she was like, this book is so realistic. So, anyway, it is fantastic. So, if you liked The Royal We, if you like stuff like that, try Eligible, because I don't think enough people did. I really liked that one. 
Another one you really liked um, was Do Not Become Alarmed. Oh, okay. This is, to <laughs> me, the book of the summer. Yeah. I could be off here, but it, to me, it's got kind of a little bit of everything. It's got some family dysfunction. These two families, I believe um, they are cousins. Um, the women are cousins, and their two families vacation together. They're very close-knit. And they go on this cruise together, and I thought it might be a family dysfunctional story, and it certainly was, but it really becomes a suspense mm. and thriller quickly. Like, things go horribly, horribly wrong. And it is not light, um, but it sure is fast-paced. Like, you will pick it up, and you will desperately want to know what happens to this family. I mean, the children go missing. Yeah. And you, I mean, as the reader, you panic. Like, oh, no. What, <laughs> what is happening? Um, don't read this while you're on a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> don't do don't do this while you're on a cruise. But to me, a comp title would be The Woman in Cabin 10. Right. right which right, is another right. really great thriller set on the seas. Um, and the author of this one, I figured out how to pronounce her name. Um, it's Miley Molloy. Right. I, that's what I said. Okay, I always kept saying Molly. It's Miley, like Miley Cyrus. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, there's a great interview with her and Ann Patchett as well. So Google around for that. I'll link it in the show notes. Perfect. Um, the next one is, it's a very different pick than the rest of these, um, but it's American Fire by Monica Hess. So this is a nonfiction, but it is a page turner. It reminds me of In Cold Blood meets Hillbilly Elegy. Okay. So I think I described this one back in January, but yeah. basically it's a Bonnie and Clyde kind of story about this very rural, I think, Virginia town kind of on the coast. And I they experience something like 20 or more arsons in their small town, and they can't figure out who's setting them. And so it's kind of a whodunit, but also a look at this rural part of America and why this was so devastating. Um, so she ties in some social commentary as well. The author, I believe, is a Washington Post writer. That sounds right. And it's just really journalistic, really well done, and for nonfiction, I know a lot of people think nonfiction isn't a page turner, but mm. no, you can totally find nonfiction page turners, and this is one. And it comes out in July. It comes out in July very soon. I will have that exact date in the show notes. Um, kind of continuing on this uh, slightly different category, stories with a twist, something with an unexpected ending. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. This has kind of been billed as the book of the summer. Yes. So... That's why I kind of am trying to build Do Not Become Alarmed. But yeah. Into the Water is completely satisfactory. And if you liked Girl on the Train, then Into the Water, you are going to enjoy right. it. Like, it's not some sophomore slump situation. Um, there are a lot of narrators. So just go into it knowing there are a lot of different voices telling this story. Um, but it is really suspenseful and gives you that twist that you want. Like, that you want in a and good... Satisfying. Yeah, a satisfying end. And... Can I talk about the next one? Yeah, please. It's since we fell. Okay, I don't read a lot of Dennis Lane. Right. I, I was surprised that he was on there. It's a very different kind of pick for you. Yeah, so I don't read... I don't think I've ever read anything by him, honestly. That's a bookseller confession. Uh, but the cover of this one is fantastic. And Jordan and I started listening to it because we had... 20 hours, I believe, in the uh -huh. car. Uh, so we started listening to this one. The narration is really good. So if you're into audiobooks, you might want to try this one. And we are over halfway through, and I can sense it building. You know what I mean? Like, we've been listening, and I'm kind of like, okay, why should I care about all this? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I can kind of see something is about to happen, but I don't know what it is. And it's it's like a crime yes, drama? It's, yeah, so it opens. The, the, no spoilers. Like, the first page is um, she kills her husband. Mm -hmm. but But you don't know why... And it, and the whole book, I think, is kind of building to, it's like a flashback building to right. that point. So um, I don't know what it's like to read the physical book, but the audiobook is really enjoyable. And I kind of 
now though Jordan and I have been listening to it together and so now I'm like wait a minute I've got time right driving back and forth to Thomasville uh-huh. can I listen to this or is that cheating I think oh, it's cheating I think it's cheating I, I think you have to like have, have a frank conversation wait. oh yeah we're driving to Jacksonville tomorrow so maybe we'll listen to it then. yeah you'll get good get two a good hours? two hours two and a half hours okay um next category family dramas our favorite oh the bookshelf's favorite. The bookshelf favorite. Um, so let's start with Priest Daddy by Patricia Lockwood. We haven't read this yet. We haven't read this yet. The reason we're plugging it is because it's going to be our July Love It or Loathe It. Mm-hmm. So we kind of want people to read along. I thought that was really fun last time to have people who had were really invested in it. Um, it has gotten really rave reviews, but I also yeah. have had customers, one of my customers in particular kind of texted me like, what is this book? I think one of the chapter titles is really... Is vulgar the right? It's just very, uh, very off-putting, I uh-huh. think, at first. And so I'm super curious what we're going to think about this one. Um, it's a memoir right. uh, about a, a young woman whose father um, was a priest, but became a priest after being married and having children. Right. So rarely do you find a pre a Catholic priest with children. Right. Is he a Catholic priest? I, I believe so. I think so, too. Um, so anyway, I... I cannot wait to hear what customers and fellow readers think because we have certainly heard various varying feedback. Yeah, so this will be our contentious pick of the summer. Yeah, probably. that's right. Yeah. Um, sad book of the summer, Last Things by Marissa Moss. I know. We put this under family dramas, and I don't want to lessen kind of the subject matter. Right. But I've talked about this one. It's a graphic memoir. Um, you will recognize, I think, Marissa Moss. I recognized her from American Girl magazine. Right. I think uh, Amelia's Notebook was like her children's series. But now she's written this beautiful tribute. And tribute is, is even maybe not the right word, but this really beautiful book about her husband and his ultimate death, I believe, from Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah, um, Yeah. And so she really is very raw and honest with what that looked like, that it wasn't some beautiful journey. It was hard and hard on her family and hard on her kids and, and hard on her relationship with her husband. She kind of makes no bones about it. And that's why I like it. It's not honest. Yeah. It's not kind of romanticizing what this illness looks like. Um, it's very powerful. And even if you are not typically a graphic memoir reader or a graphic novel reader, I think you would enjoy this one. And maybe it'll spark something in you and you can look at many, many more. Yes, graphic Chris's memoirs. eyes light up. <laughs> graphic memoirs are one of my favorite. Yeah. Favorite genre. Um, Did you read that? Not yet. I have it. Or you no, should. you haven't given me the ARC. Oh, I need to. Um, or maybe that. you did and I have it somewhere. Maybe it's uh, in that giant it stack. It might be in this giant stack sitting next to me. <laughs> totally possible. Anyway. Well, it's good. You should read it. I, yeah, I really want to. And it seems like, like it's short. Yes. Well, that's what I like about graphic memoirs and graphic novels. They read can, quickly. Yeah, they yeah. read quickly. Um, and they're worth reading again because you get like a whole oh, different so much layer. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Standard Deviation by Katherine Heine. People are sick of me talking about this. I but it tell. doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter because this is one of those books that I feel like should be passed out from the rooftops. Like, it's one of those, like, The Vacationers by Emma Straub mm-hmm. or Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Or even something like The Rosie Project or The Children. Like, it's got that family dysfunction. It's about a man who's on his second marriage to this young woman named Audra. She's many years his junior. She is super vivacious, quirky, funny. Um, and then his first wife, he still has a um, kind of sort of friendly relationship with her, but she's very cold and distant. And then it also includes his young son, who 
is somewhere on the Asperger's scale. He's obsessed with origami. Mm -hmm. Hence, if you've seen the book cover, that's kind of where that cover design comes from. But what I love about this book are the characters. So you just fall in love. You fall in love with Audra. You understand why he married her, but he still scratches his head at why he has married her because they're so vastly different Mm -hmm. from one another. Um, These are just well-written people that you could know in real life. Like, you read them and you think, oh, I probably know somebody like this. Um, so to me, the characters are what drives this book. But if you like family dysfunction, The Nest is another good mm-hmm. comp title. This book, what is always interesting to me as a bookseller, maybe it's this way for you too, I loved The Nest. I thought it was mm-hmm. really great. But that book got a ton of buzz. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because like she's friends with Amy Poehler, and so mm. Amy Poehler was the blurb on the front. Um. But this book is so good, and I think it deserves more buzz than it's getting. So I'm trying to mention it as often as I can. We are we are starting the buzz. Yeah. So I think, and I think I posted about it to Instagram the other day, and I think most people who have read it have really enjoyed it. Good. So I don't think I'm steering you wrong on this one. I think you'll enjoy it. Good. And then another one that you really enjoyed, my mom really enjoyed, my girlfriend really enjoyed, Rabbit Cake by Annie Hartnett. Yay! Oh, this book is so good, and I. I talked to another customer the other day uh, who loved this one, which which justified me because there was one customer who didn't love it because it is dark. Yeah. It is dark funny. But, so this I is mean. well, right? <laughs> that, coming from me, I like, <laughs> like so it's not. I mean the prim the the young narrator is eleven. Her name is Elvis. Her mother has died. So mm-hmm. right there, we do start start in some dark territory. But it is funny to me, and she is a perfect narrator. This is another one that would be a great audiobook. That's actually how I listened to right. it. Um, how I read it. So, um, check this one out on audiobook. Or so many customers have read it. I think your mom read it, mm-hmm. the physical copy, and loved it. So. And I'm looking at my copy right here. That's so on the good. table. I haven't read it yet, but it is it's 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 coming up for me. Our last category here is heavy thinking. Um, yes. These are books that you need to maybe spend some time with that are not your quick beach read, but maybe you just have more time off in the summer than you normally do and would like to sit, or maybe if you live around where we live, it's just been rainy. <laughs> it's just raining it's every just day. It's just rained every day, and all you can do is kind of sit. And I think these are good books for that. Yeah. Um, the first one's option B. Yeah, Cheryl Sandberg. This one has been everywhere, but again, it's one of those that I really do think is deserving of the hype. And I know during the summer we're kind of drawn toward lighter books, mm-hmm. but we also have some of us have a little bit more time yeah. uh, than normal. <laughs> some of us. I, yeah, I say with hesitation, um, but somebody surely someone is listening <laughs> who has a little more time. Uh, it's not me, but it's not me. <laughs> but somebody out there has a little bit more time, and and I do think summer causes us to slow down a little yeah. bit. So. It's heavier subject matter about re- resilience and Sheryl Sandberg and the loss of her husband, how she coped with it, how her kids coped with it. Um, one of our former em- uh, employees, Sterling, is reading this right now, and he's really enjoying it for the science perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's got that really beautiful marriage of memoir and science and Which ties I them love, together. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So that's a good one. Uh, the next one is Born by Jeff Vandermeer. We had the pleasure of having Jeff in the store a couple uh, weeks ago. What a delight. So nice. Yeah. I loved him and his wife, Anne. They're both wonderful people. Um, I really enjoyed Born. It's it's tough. It's hard to read. Um, it is post-apocalyptic. There is a monstrous giant bear flying around, terrorizing the city. But it's ultimately a story about love and sacrifice and family at the end of the world. Um, I kind of described it as E.T. meets the road. That's a good description. Yeah. Um, it's... It, 
it's really rewarding, okay. but it takes it takes some time to get into it because it's very strange. Mm-hmm. It's not really like anything I've ever read before. That can be a good thing. Yeah, I think it is a good thing, but it is... Different. It's different in a great way. Um, the Leavers by Lisa Ko. Yeah, th- I put this in this category because... For me, it took about 100 pages. I've talked yeah. about that already on it's the, the podcast. It's the same for me with Bourne. Um, so, but the payoff is worth it. Yeah. Like, the payoff is good. And so, this is an immigrant story, but it's different from a lot of other immigrant stories I've read. Uh, it's a mother-son story, which we have talked at length that that's hard They're to rare. find. Yeah. Uh, and offers both the mother and the son's perspective and also adds in this element of a white family who adopts a child mm-hmm, of a different race. Mm-hmm. And that... I think that is a tough topic to address well. And I think she does it well by giving both of the parties um, their due and and kind of showing where their mindsets are. Um, So I really enjoy this one. It's heavier than your typical summer summer book, but I think it'd make a great book club book. I've said that already. Uh, And I think if you've got a little time, it's worth delving into. Can I add one? Yeah, and I'm going to add one too. Okay. Uh, You go first. Okay. So... I don't think most people would think of this as heavy thinking, and perhaps it's not, but I am almost done with Theft by Finding. Oh, yeah. And he covers some heavy territory. David Sedaris, for the record. Sorry. (laughs) Me just assuming, everybody. Theft by Finding, David Sedaris. Uh, It's his diaries from Mm -hmm. 1977 to 2002. His literal diary entries. So, to me, it's very different, obviously, from some of his other essay collections. But you kind of get to see his genius grow. I, I love it. I cannot figure out the comp that that I'm thinking of where you get to kind of watch a writer come. Oh, Harper Lee, people hated Ghost Set a Watchman. Mm-hmm. And I liked Ghost Set a Watchman. Right. And people, I think, did not trust me after saying right. that. But We did a whole episode about this, about setting expectations. Yes. People who just had their own expectation. If you go into Theft by Finding even, expecting to find like fully fleshed out Sedaris yes. essays, you won't That's find it. That's not what it. this is. So what I love is, to me, Ghost Set a Watchman shows the genius of Harper Lee. And people were furious because Atticus is a racist and blah, blah, blah. No, no we get to see where Atticus started in her brain. Exactly. And we kind of get to watch. I mean, it's... Watch it's, the character of Atticus. It's a complete study of the craft. Because Atticus isn't a real person. Right. Atticus is a fictional character. We get to see how he was born and then how he grew up and not in a chronological sense as a person, no, but as, as a, a character. character that she it's developed. beautiful. It's amazing. So to me, you can find that similar element in Theft by Finding where... You see that his struggle with drugs. He's very, very these are his yeah, diaries. He's very, open, very about open about the drugs and later about alcohol and in, in the early parts about his sexuality too. Yes, clearly very confused, yeah. depressed, um, but also these glimmers of genius and snark and yes. fun and the storytelling capabilities. Mm-hmm. But then watching him master that, and then just little things like one um, entry early on was him trying to trying to write 10 reasons why not to die. Yeah. And one of them was to be interviewed on All Things Considered. Uh-huh. And I think I read that and teared up because yeah. I was like, he's been interviewed <laughs> on All Things Considered. <laughs> he times. made it. Like, like, and that is just beautiful to me. So, But it is not typical light flip through it, right. David Sedaris. And I think he even says, oh, read this piecemeal. Yeah. And I he, have Yeah, his been, introduction says, please don't sit down and try to read this through. Right, and don't, because you'll miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I am underlining like a fiend. Yep. Um, anyway, to me, it goes in this heavy, heavy thinking category, but it is so good. And if it's like your summer book that you kind of pick up every so often, I think 
I think you'll be so glad you did. And if you're a Sedaris fan, we do have signed copies at the bookshelf. Yeah, we can sell them online, too. Mm-hmm. So That, too. So let us know. Uh, the last one I'm going to plug is Marriage of a Thousand Lies by S.J. Sindhu. Again, we had her in the store a couple months ago, and I finally got the opportunity to read the novel um, that just came out I was about to say, it's this, new. Yeah, a week ago. Awesome. Um, it is It is eight days old. And I was also with Sindhu at a wedding in Austin last weekend. Um, just such a wonderful, wonderful, intelligent person. And this novel reflects that. Okay. Um, it's really, really good. It's a story of Lucky, who is a, um, she's a Sri Lankan-American woman, about 28, 29 years old. Um, she's a lesbian, and she is in an arranged marriage with a gay man. Hmm. And they have kind of chosen this and lied to their families about it so that they can live their own lives and still have the appearance of the life that their parents want for them. Interesting. Um, but it picks up five years after that. Okay. Um, I kind of assumed that it was going to be how they get together in the story of, like, building this lie, but it's not. Okay. It's, it's we're now living in it. Okay. And getting to see the fallout of what this actually does to oh, a person. Um, is good. It is fascinating, and I've enjoyed every page of it. Yay. Okay, good. This is a good list. This is a great list, everybody. <laughs> this is 20 books now. All right. So get to reading. Get to reading, and please let us know. Uh, which of these you like, uh, what your commentary is. We love hearing from you. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Uh, you can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on our store website. That's bookshelfthomasville.com. Chris is also going to put these books on our store website mm-hmm. so that you can shop with us if you are so inclined. That's bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. And you should always be following us on social media so you can like find out about what authors are going to have in store, what kind of events we have coming up, and also just what we're reading before we tell it to you at the end of the month. <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Bookshelf TVL. You can also find us on Facebook and interact with us there. Um, that's that, it. I think that's it. Happy summer. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you guys next week.